Yeah, other people are like, what have you been doing? Uh, jump roping in the attic? I, wanna, I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? You're listening to the Nth Cast. I think this is episode 22. I think that's right. I sure. Mean, last week we did 21. I think after 21 is 22. 21 what? Episodes. In a row? Nah. I mean, chronological order, I think so. We've been drinking a lot since we've been 21, so we may not be clear on the details. You didn't start drinking until you were 21. I didn't have my first drink until I was 22. <laughs> actually. <laughs> okay. I mean, it, it lost its luster <laughs> because I was like, oh, I can drink now, and I never did. I had a sheltered... I, we've talked about my sheltered childhood. If drinking ever had a luster... Uh, it does when you've never done it before. It's like trying something new. Don't you think? Like, oh, I've never done that. I want to try it. We have, we know plenty of people who've never done some things like, I really want to try that and things that we've done. And we're like, no, you, no, really, you, don't. No, yeah. you really don't. You couldn't handle it. You, no. But yeah, no. Didn't have Put, my first drink until I was 22. Mm. So this is my legal drinking age episode. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm Josh. I'm JD. Uh, let's see. What are we going to talk about today? After all that, I'm all I'm all jacked up. <laughs> I didn't mean. To, I wasn't even trying to mess no, you up that time around. No, I'm not jacked up. <laughs> okay. I'm sure we're going to talk about Helix. Helix episode eight. eight. Ocho. We went and saw Furious Seven, which may have been the best decision we made yesterday. I, <laughs> yesterday, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> today we're recording on what happens to be International Tabletop Day, so there may be some tabletop discussion. I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see how the day takes us. Yeah, I mean, we'll just keep it loose, keep it light, tight, and bright. You know. We did watch the Zero Theorem, right? Which was better than Furious Seven. Maybe. I mean, my opinion. We'll we'll talk about it. Why are you Why are you skipping ahead? I don't mean to. So I'm antsy. I'm antsy. Really? No, not really. I. You should have taken care of that before <laughs> we started. Well, I rushed over here. I was busy. I was with other people. That's not something I can do. You know. Well, that's the perfect time when you're with other people. <laughs> I know. I should. Hey, I got to go to the bathroom. But people would oh. ask questions when I'm in there for thirty minutes. You know. I wash my. Baby in that bathtub. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I, need to, I need to take a shower. So <laughs> you're welcome, and you may want to throw that towel away. I'm just saying, burn it. Yeah. Don't throw it away. Just don't touch it. It's no good. Don't just don't touch it. It's forever unclean. That's right. Leave it there. <laughs> we did watch the first episode of Daredevil. Somehow we didn't binge watch anymore, and I'm not. I I'm think not Helix sure. has ruined us on that. I have a hard time. It? I have a hard time binge watching anything. This is not a bad thing. No, like I have. I have a show that I'll watch before I go to bed. Like I will watch Big Bang Theory or Parks and Rec before I go to bed. But I usually can't watch more than one or two at all. You uh, you had a Big Bang. I mention. did. Oh, okay. Speaking of like International Tabletop Day, this was started okay. by Will Wheaton this week on Big Bang Theory. Will Wheaton did a guest spot, which he does every now and then, playing himself, mm-hmm. and he did an episode of his podcast. Will Wheaton as Will Wheaton as Will Wheaton, yeah. And he did an episode of his podcast on the show where he interviewed Penny because they were in a movie together, the serial Apist Two, I believe, is the name. <laughs> Of the movie, <laughs> Monkey See, Monkey, Monkey Kill was, I believe, the tagline. 
Monkey, monkey do right. Monkey see, as monkey in doo doo would be right. appropriate. <laughs> so, but it it was just cool to see him do a podcast, and then while they were recording the show, Kevin Smith, who may be our podcast icon, probably the most well known podcaster, well, if not in the top five, called into Will Wheaton's podcast to talk to Penny. So I thought it was weird and cool in a way, like, oh, this is I do this. So Podception. Exactly. It was <laughs> and they, I think, I'm sure they're friends in real life, but it was funny. Kevin was like, Yeah, I'm shooting a new movie. And Will was sucking up to him. And Kevin was like, Oh, I don't have a part for you, Wheaton. So Wheaton was like, Well, then goodbye, Kevin. Shut up, Wesley. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. I did read that Mallrats 2 has been bumped up to the next uh, yes. film that they're going did to make. Did you read why? I. Probably they, they no found idea. a they found a mall that they can use that's going away. Oh, okay. And then I think he's I read that he's going to blow up the mall at the end of the film. Oh, because it's die hard die hard in a mall. Right. Which so, is the plot or the idea that they had way back when. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. they're gonna blow up the mall. So they found a mall that's gonna go away that they can shoot in and then use before it is gone for good and they can film the blowing up scene. So I'm not gonna lie, I'm looking forward to that. That's, I am too. And I'm I get super excited every time he posts someone else that's gonna come back and be in it again. Everybody's gonna come back. Of course everybody that's important is already on board. Right. So. I think they're one away from having the full cast. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll just jump right in. There was some other stuff I think we we're going to potentially talk about. This may be a super-sized episode. Oh, yeah. You never can tell. Oh. I, I've been kind of looking back over the, the tracks over the past couple of weeks, and uh, I, I think people I think people want the long show. Chicks dig the long show. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a, <laughs> some people that say they're not size queens, but they're all liars. <laughs> size does matter. So... <laughs> Oh, man, I haven't seen Bull Durham in a while. I haven't either. It's a great movie. I may have to go watch it. Well, that is a great movie. I'm going to go watch uh, Daredevil first, but maybe yes. after that. And I think you're right. I think I think uh, Helix is kind of, uh, I wouldn't say soured. No. And but I, I don't want to watch too much at once. I I think I want to kind of like let the thing kind of soak in a little bit. Right. Because there's so much. It's not like a, a movie where you have an hour and a half, two hours, and you, you have to watch it all at once. Well, you don't right. have to, but if you go to a movie theater, you do. But the storytelling, the arcs are so much longer, and there's so much more detail that can be right. put into a show. I, I I'm with you. And I don't want to give it just a pans- passing glance because nope. if if I watch two or three, I'm sure by the third episode I'm be playing on my phone, doing laundry, washing dishes, doing something else, and I'm not going to be paying attention to it. And I really want to give it the attention I feel like it's going to deserve. Kind of like I should be paying attention to this podcast instead of playing on my phone right now. <sighs> Is that what you're doing? I am. Okay, that's but, fine. Yeah. I it just, looks like a phone. It does look like a phone, doesn't it? Helix episode eight, Bloodline. Bloodline. What was your initial impression? I like the way that it started, and I like I like the way it ended. Like it continued on from the last episode, and I like the way the last episode ended. So I was excited to see where this one was going to go, and the interaction, and maybe the conflict between the two warring parties, because it's like you have two sides now. Before it clearly, was, it was almost like. You weren't sure who was on what side. They were kind of working together. They kind of were not. But now they were forced into a position where all the characters we knew before were having to fight against the Alaria Corporation. And I liked that because I thought they would make a good team together. And then as I went through it, my my first reaction as the 
as the episode went on, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> they're going nuts here. They, this has gone off the rails, like completely off the rails is the way I felt. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the series is certainly turkin- taking a turn for the wacky, yeah. almost. There's certain things that don't make sense. At and there's all. certain little um, continuity bits that are... I'm just nitpicky when it comes to... Not continuity from from the actual overall story they're trying to tell, uh-huh. but it's just not consistent with what I would think you would do in that actual... If that actual scenario was real. For right. example... Uh, the episode begins with Julia. She's back with her team. Um, but they they don't know if she is completely clear yet and why she's sitting there having a meal with them without them knowing if she's completely clear. She's just eating this a sandwich. This is the friggin' Chilling. CDC. None of them are covered. They didn't have no, no gloves. This is they didn't not, even have gloves on. That is not standard operating procedure for any kind of quarantine. No. Especially members of the CDC. They I mean, know that, so I was like, mm. I get that you're excited to see your girl, but you have been so strict this whole time. Why all of a sudden are you forgetting? Because you know, especially as a member of the CDC, that appearances can be deceiving. It's not what the outside is on the inside that counts, especially when it comes to diseases. So I agree with you. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, forgivable, but. Not really. No, not really. <laughs> but again, not anything that's going to make me stop watching. No. But it's just like, uh, it's a, the writing's a little bit, a little uneven for the past three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. And this particular episode, it just kind of let, there was just so much going on. It felt like there's too much. It felt like this should have been it two just, episodes. Yeah, it's like really packed it in. And so I think we're going to have to kind of make sure that we don't go too long on our discussion because right. you probably could. Yeah. And just kind of hit the high points. There's some the funniest thing that I've seen in the whole series so far, and the best acting too. It, yes, A- actually, the the acting in this episode overall uh, strong was very strong. Okay. But this this particular scene when Julia's back with the team, they're sitting down, they're having a meal together, which she's eating like she hasn't eaten in weeks. She's well, she putting probably, the all food she had away. was easy cheese, right? But you know, I, I kind of wonder, is there some sort of uh, factor involved with this, uh, you know, the, she's changed. Mm-hmm. She's or changing. I mean, her eyes have changed. She's becoming more like Hitaki and Constance and yeah. uh, potentially ballsy. Potentially. Potentially. Um, so is there some sort of metabolism thing that's changed for her? I don't know. Yeah. But but what I loved is that they're like, okay, we, we got to – we don't know if you're totally clear yet. And then she starts act, she starts choking and it's like, Oh gosh, is black glue goo going to st- uh, come Start flying out, out of her mouth. Again, and yeah. yeah. And she let that go for about a good 10 seconds and then started laughing. Yeah. Which was hilarious because that, that was a nod to the alien franchise it and was. the chestburster. And in fact, she even made reference to the, you know, like motion, like something was coming out of her chest, like mm-hmm. an alien. Of course, Alan didn't think it was funny. No, yeah. at all. Neither did Sarah. Not, well, no, but she's really not. Sarah saw the humor. I think. Yeah, but I don't. That was another thing with this episode where we didn't really talk about this last week, but. Sarah, you know, she had her interlude. 
yeah. her liaison with uh, her boss, with her boss, and uh, which I wouldn't recommend doing. For no, anyone. absolutely not. Um, and you know, the morning after was very awkward. <laughs> it usually, you know. is. I mean, anytime you throw the bone at someone, you know, that you work with, that you see every day, <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna get weird. I know it's gonna get weird. Uh, I'm aware. It just ha- <laughs> you are <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave that. Yeah, right just there. leave that right that there. W- um, no. My ex-wife and I used to work at the same place. That's all oh, I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> that's what I meant. And what would y'all like at lunch break? Just get a six pack and go behind the dumpster out back? Or? No, 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 no. We we worked. At, we, both, <laughs> we both worked at a university. So we could getting Corona today. We would take one car and then we'd go home for lunch. I mean, it's not like we did that every day at lunch, but it could get awkward. Okay. You know, sex air. Most people know what sex air is. Why would it be awkward? This is your wife. No, no. Awkward when you go back to work and you've got sex air. That's what I'm saying. It's not awkward. Oh, I wouldn't care. Yeah, other people are like, what have you been doing? Uh, jump roping in the attic. I would. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what do you want me to say? I would have. I would have told him. Would you have? Yeah, well, uh, you know me. Yeah, I, I see inst- some. T- okay, so the it's the institution same- I worked at, not okay. No, see, but see, here's the thing. I'm a firm believer that you hide in plain sight, right? Oh, so yeah, people wouldn't so believe you if you said exactly. that? Exactly. Oh. I'm going to tell them the truth. They're not going to believe me. Yeah, yeah. And it works 98% of the time. Yeah, but I always know. Do you? When, yeah. Yeah? Not Not always, but most of the time. Yeah. I would say 98% of the time I know. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. Let's go back to Helix. So, uh, Sarah's attitude toward Julia was a little uneven in this episode. It was like... It's like they're, it's es- when, they're Eskimo sisters now. <laughs> they are Eskimo sisters. <laughs> so. For real. But she's like, uh, you could tell how she really didn't care for her interaction mm-hmm. with Alan and being back. Even though that relationship is sale but you know how things just get weird and people get possessive and whatever yeah, but then she the was physical yeah, yeah you never changed forever it, it, and anyone that believes that it doesn't is a fool or has never done it it isn't yes uh and it because it has to it has to yeah your relationship is gonna be different and sometimes it's better right. sometimes it's just different right and it doesn't mean that it's better or it's worse it's just different, different. yeah uh but in this episode she was uh like okay now we're gonna be friends and we're girlfriends again and it's yeah like, ah, we're, we're colleagues we're colleagues that was a little weird but um let's see what uh well, the big thing, Julia, they found out that Julia is the only person ever that's going to beat the virus. Oh, that's right. That's what, thank you. Because that that was going to remind me, yeah, she's beaten it. So, they so they're going to test her forever. And Jerry Ryan or, or assume, or assume that they already found a cure. Right. So Jerry Ryan even said, she's like, she has proprietary uh, Alaria material, so she's mine now. She yeah. is Alaria property. She belongs to us now, which is ridiculous. And then she found out that she also had the eyes, right? Right. So she was like, "Yeah, I'm keeping her. She's mine now." And they tried to ship her in a crate, like a freight crate. Oh, that was creepy. They just put a mask on her, and they were going to screw her in and carry, like, screw the box in, and then just take her on a helicopter. Like, yeah, you're here. You're done. Yeah, with that the would that would be creepy. Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, face Han- mask. Very Hannibal Lecter. Because she bit people. She was like, she bit three of my men, so we muzzled her. 
which I guess is what you would do if someone's a biter, like in Con Air, gag and bag these Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so, hey, so what else did we learn? Something huge, and uh, I think I should get some sort of credit or kudos for figuring this out. Would you like a gold star, or I would like a cookie. Okay, I'll bring. I'll make you a cookie. You will make me a cookie. What kind of cookie? Edible. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want, uh, non-toxic. What's your favorite? So I'll co- say. What's your favorite cookie? Um, you know, I'm kind of partial to um, oatmeal, like oatmeal, plain oatmeal, oatmeal raisin, oatmeal chocolate chip, or... uh, oatmeal raisin, oatmeal okay. raisin. I think I like oatmeal chocolate. Although chip. a good uh, butterscotch cookie, is true, is good. I, I really like uh, Snickerdoodles. They have these uh, caramel sea salt cookies. Oh yeah, and they're like ultra thin, mm-hmm. and they're but they're thin, crispy at first, but bend ever so slightly. Yeah. So it's like even though it's thin, it's a little chewy. It's yeah. a little oh, just mm-hmm. ever so mm-hmm. having that with a night with a fresh cup of coffee. That sounds delightful. That is the bee's knees. That sounds like breakfast. That the breakfast of champions. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm sorry. No, not at so all. So why did you earn this cookie? I earned the cookie because we found out Hitaki's daughter is... Julia. Julia. But Julia doesn't know. No. She sees the picture. With 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 uh, Hitaki and her. Mm, when she's with, a little girl. There's yeah. another person, I'm assuming mom. Yeah, and I'm assuming mom, mm. which is something else we found out in this episode, is Constance. Do do we know that for sure? We don't know for sure. I'm assuming because Constance talked about their history and Hitaki how they love Jul- each other. Hitaki, well, we don't know for sure, but yep. it's clear that Hitaki and Constance have a history with each other. Well, because Constance even said, we could have ruled the world together. We could have done this. Which brings to another wacky factor. What are these things? Are these people aliens? Are they clones? Are they what, what's going on? I don't know. What, what are we doing here? Because they one of the references what that she the said. What the fuck are we doing? Well, she here? was like, "Oh, you see my watch? I gave you that a long time." I was like, "Yeah, I've changed some of the parts." And she said, "Yeah, the model's just not the same once you start interchanging parts." Yeah, what does that mean? And it's clear that they were talking about each other. Yeah. So I don't know. how are they interchanging parts? I mean, she picked good parts. That so was, well done, Constance. Was, yes. But, These parts are stellar. Yeah, I mean they've aged like a fine wine. And those, but, those parts make my yeah, parts tingle. That's right. You can put those parts all over me <laughs> anytime. But so I don't know what's going on there. Well, he, he she also made ref, Constance made reference to Hitaki went apparently went rogue at some point to prove a theory. Right. So. Man, I don't know where that's gonna go, but apparently, so I don't. Is, 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 they 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 came to was it aliens that came to rule the earth? Was it uh, was it some sort of like people that have been around for a while? Right. Um, I don't because his theory was about because they want to do population control, right. and it's clear that there's some sort of I don't know secret society type thing going on. That's trying to call the population and control what's left. And Hitaki said he didn't want to do that, and I think his interaction with the kids is what change that because we learn more in this episode that they've been kidnapping kids all over the world, the Ilaria Corporation, yeah. and you have no idea what happens to him. The only one who we know is Did you, Miguin, Daniel, or Miksa. 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 Miksa, yeah. So interesting thing about that. Did you notice? I don't know if you noticed it or not. I barely noticed it. But in the picture, 
Mixa has brown eyes. Mm -hmm. So Inuits all have brown eyes. There are no Inuits who have blue eyes. What color are Daniel's eyes? Blue. So, so maybe he did. So see. maybe there's some kind of weird, funky testing going on there. Maybe Daniel was one of the first test subjects. I don't know. And he survived, and all the other kids died. I, I don't know. All I know is Let's that... Let's just spitball, because it's almost more interesting. It sometimes. is. It is interesting. So uh, overall... Um, we got to talk about the beginning. Go for it. Constance is taking over the base, and Hitaki escapes, and then he uses the watch that Constance gave him to cut her head off. Yeah. To cut her head off, and then he goes and stores it in the frozen tundra. Where With all saw, the other heads. What was, what was the other guy's name? Hvit, Dr. Hvit. Dr. Hvit. So and, uh, my, my hypothesis on this is that this is going back to what I said about Hitaki being going rogue. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like there have been several attempts for the Alaria Corporation. On his life or something? To stop him or sure. come after him because he's gone rogue. And this is kind of his gallery of, of trophies, as Ooh. it were, to say, "No, come you're trying me, to, yeah, you're trying to stop me." Well, come at, look, look at these guys. No, yes, and good. he used the what the string from or wire from yeah. the watch. It was that like a she garam, gave him. It was like a garambit. Oh, yeah, a that, garot. That disappointed me. Yeah, they pulled an a. Uh, it seemed a little. Why would you introduce a character for two episodes? I have a feeling she must. She must be coming back in some capacity. Hopefully, at some she point. gets the same parts. Well, her head is the same. I, I didn't. I, whatever. I mean, you're not going to put. I'm at the rest. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, get it acting, but yeah. So, uh, but they pulled a um, the agents of Shield did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduced. Um, when they introduced uh, the the warrior princess, Zena, yeah, why did I forget her Lucy name? Lawless? Thank you. Yeah, what's it like? Two episodes and then she's we did, dead. Did you ever watch Police Squad? Like, yeah, where they would say special guest star or whatever, and then they'd kill him in like the first thirty seconds, <laughs> and that was all they would do, and, and that's it. <laughs> that's all he would be in the episode. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so it was, exactly it was like, like that. that. So the last thing I think that I wanted to say about uh, Helix not just this episode, but overall, mm-hmm. is really, through all of this, Hitaki is the only character that really has any um, real motivation. Yes. I mean, I get that that the CDC team coming in to help find a cure and all that, that's great. But Hitaki has the best and most developed arc, character arc, and has... Really, the only character with motivation that, mm-hmm. that I've noticed. So it's enough to make me to continue watching. Um, I, I, I don't want to see another blonde-headed uh, female character come onto the show because we'll know immediately that she's going to die because right. you can't be blonde and a woman on this show. No, Doreen, be... dead. Right. What, two, two or three episodes? Three yeah. episodes, I think. Uh, Constance, two episodes. Not two even episodes. two full yeah. episodes. Gone. So I agree, and I'm 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 starting to get a little worried that it's just going to go every which way but loose. But I'm still interested. I still want to see where it goes. I just hope that they can keep it kind of tight and maybe have a a clear direction because I don't feel like there's a clear direction right now. So I'm a little worried about that. Well, yeah, because they've kicked out the Alaria Corporation, and it's like everybody's almost on the same team. Okay, where do you go from here? Right. 
I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Hey, let's do Furious 7 next. <laughs> okay. Why not? Why not, indeed? So we went to go see that last night. I'm interested to hear your opinion, because I've seen all the Fast and Furious movies because um, I have shitty friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... You haven't seen any since probably the first well, one. Well, they were there was the first two, and then the third one was Tokyo Drift, right? right. Which technically you said chronologically that happens between six and seven. All right. So I have not seen one since the first three. Okay. Uh, but not not because of lack of desire. Just sure. It just never registered high <laughs> on my list. It's not a want. Well, yeah. I mean, we're seven movies in. Right, I yeah. mean, once once something gets a few in and you see him, you're like, okay, this is cool. But I'm gonna move on to something else. I Maybe you, I'll get around to it. You really have to be a big gearhead and into like car porn to really enjoy. <laughs> yes, car porn to really enjoy exactly. the Furious movies. I mean, it's not to say they're bad; they are what they are. But if you, I think if we were big tech gearheads for cars, we would like them a lot more. Well. I, I like all the actors. I mean, Vin Diesel, The Rock, uh, Paul Walker. Stop uh, it. You know, You're a Paul Walker fan? I I've mean, been a Paul Walker fan since uh, Varsity Blues. But that was the best movie he's ever made. Varsity Blues? Yes. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot. I saw some terrible movie where he's like a time traveler. Timeline. Based on, based on the Michael Crichton novel. It was what, horrible. You're right. What, maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, I... Oh, so bad. There, I remember distinctly one scene where he's calling the police and he's like, do I make myself clear? And you're like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. This <laughs> is so... I'm sorry. I like Paul Walker. Please don't... I'm not being disrespectful. Yeah, please don't. For the man that has passed. And I'm sad about that for sure because he was a decent human being and all the good work that he did in the world and the charities that he gave to, I think is awesome. But the acting and timeline, nobody can disagree with me. was bad. I, I think everything about timeline was awful. This is true. Uh, uh, but back to furious seven. What was your, what was your overall impression? I didn't dislike it. Well, it was, it was just ridiculous. Yes. So I think, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Context is everything. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know what you're watching. Yeah. I had no expectations that I was going to be watching something that was going to be challenging other films <laughs> for the uh, Best Picture Oscar next year. No. I didn't know. I had no, but I, you know, I just did lower. Well, I don't know if I lowered my expectations. I set the expectations correctly. Right. And you can't really lose if you add Statham. You can't really lose if you add Kurt Russell. Let's not forget Ronda Rousey was in it. Well, that is true. That's that's never bad either. That's never bad. Yeah. Maybe they didn't need to have her talk, but she she's not the best talk. No, and that's okay. But that's okay. Her action scene, her fight scene with Michelle Rodriguez, sure, was legit. But I was sitting there thinking, yeah, Rhonda would have murdered her already in real life. There's well, no, <laughs> but that's I understand. That's every scene in the movie, though. It is every scene in the movie. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. Uh, I, I I didn't dislike it. Would I want to see it again? No. Uh, do I want to see any <laughs> other? Fear- Furious Fast movie. and Furious yeah. movies after this one? No. Would I go back and see the ones that I haven't seen? Maybe. 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 
you know, I I, I kind of felt like uh, Vin Diesel kind of phoned it in a little bit. No, that's totally is that that's the Dominic Toretto. Oh, that's character. his character. So I, he's just... I'm so happy for him that he's mastered. All you have to do <laughs> is stand there and like put your shoulders forward, mm. and then you just mumble a little incoherently, and that's your character. Sometimes you just need to make a movie for money. You're damn right. <laughs> you know, because he even said that in the last one. Like, in, there's one scene in six where he says, "That's the deal. Take it or leave it." You know, it. Oh my gosh, it's not well done. It wasn't well read or anything, but it totally fit his character. So okay. I feel like he's got the Dominic Toretto character down. Well, so the opening of the movie. <laughs> with Statham and the fact that he's visiting his brother in the hospital right. and he he's going to walk out and he tells the nurses in the room that they better take care of his brother or they'll have to deal with him. And as he leaves, you see that there's just destruction carnage. and carnage everywhere. I'm not real sure why that needed to happen to get in there. I think they were If setting... he was such a ghost, I, I understand they were telling, they, they were setting, that was a, a way of setting character development, but it was like, really, he didn't have to. Well, his brother in episode six was a high priority target as well. Oh, okay. So they were, so keep... he would have been guarded. Yeah. Heavily. Heavily okay. guarded. And so I thought he was dead. I'm shocked that he wasn't after what he went through. He fell off of a plane. People you know? don't die in these movies, though. No. I, that's one thing that I noticed. Oh, no. I, mean, I mean, he fell off a plane. You can just run up a bus, falling off a cliff, and jump, and oh, uh, Letty's right there. Letty's right there to Perfect. swing the ass end of the car perfectly at the cusp, at the precipice of the cliff. Right. And you have and the wherewithal to, to grab to, onto the spoiler. With your fingertips to grab right. the spoiler. And then she just throws you on the cliff, and then you just look up like, yeah. Sweet, I'm good. Let's you go. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. All right, Whatever. let's do this. Yeah. No margin of error. No. That's what I noticed in most of these things. There's no margin Apparently of error. These at people all. never make mistakes. Ever. Ever. Not even once. And their timing is impeccable. Yes. It has to be. And let's talk about the stunts for a it's minute. It's almost like it's choreographed. Almost. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if this was real life, they'd all be dead. But since it's a movie, they would be dead but, so many times over. <laughs> I realize that they're running I out of. I saw a ghost. They're running out of ridiculous <laughs> things to do, but really, parachuting out of a plane in a car, in a car. No, it's just I don't even get how that works. Do Do you think that he could uh, dead deadlift the front end of that uh, whatever that sports car? That sports car because the engine was in the back. Uh, Tom and Extrado could for sure. You think, yeah. yeah? I mean, it's all fiberglass. That's how it can go zero to 60 in less than two seconds. Jeez. Like, go, come And on. it's bulletproof. Uh, yeah. Unleash the beast, right? But the brakes apparently go out real easy. Well, why wouldn't they? <laughs> I mean, it, when you try to. Why make, would you have a high performance car that had great brakes? Right. I, I mean, I, especially when you're trying to fly from building to building. <laughs> no brakes. No brakes. Cars can't fly. Right. And. I get that they're staying in the car to try and get the super chip or whatever out of it, but really? God's eye. Why couldn't you let the car fall out of the building and then just go pick up the supercomputer? Because it'd be broken. Like, it'd be easily accessible, you know? Like, here, let's just go. Let's get out of this car. It's going to fall down there. You know what? That's a great point. Why didn't they just try to destroy it? I don't know. They had the the girl. They had the hacker. They could... 
You don't think she could just make another one? You know, just develop. I mean, you just, just blow know. it up. Just blow it up. I don't know. It wouldn't be a good scene though. For like, here, let's just break this car. It's not as cool as driving three between three buildings in Abu Dhabi. That's so ridiculous. we just our expectations got a little high there for a minute. I kind of feel we like need a, to realize what we were watching again. Yeah. Well, I realized what I was watching. <laughs> again, it wasn't crap. Oh, it was. It was a fun ride. It was fun to watch. It was entertaining. There's a lot of good one-liners in it. And I think The Rock, that's probably his <laughs> his best character. And I wish they'd had more of The Rock in the movie. It was like he was just at the beginning, just at the end. And I think if he'd have been through the whole movie. But Ty, Tyrese Gibson was doing the whole comedy I relief. I thought he was the funniest one. He did know. a great job. Yeah. But so, that's what he does. Yeah. Looks good. So if you're into super action-y car porn movies, this is right up your alley. Yeah, I mean the action was great. And how much money is it made? Uh in 8 days it has taken in almost 211 million dollars, which is put it puts it ahead of the 8-day total of The Hunger Games. Of The Hunger Games? Yes, sir. That is unbelievable. It is mainly because this is the 7th film in a franchise this far into a franchise you should not be making more money than you've ever made on a right. previous one i bet it'll happen maybe sometimes on a two or a three in a franchise mm-hmm. because you know the first one was well received may not have made as much at the box office but with uh home <laughs> home video <laughs> showing my age home video please, uh dvd please sales rewind. be kind blu-ray right right, right. blu-ray a blu-ray uh you'll you'll have that built-in audience and so you'll have more fans so you sure. can really hit, hit it out of the park on that second one but seven in so i have a prediction about a seventh film making more than the other six though Oh yeah, what's that? Star Wars. Oh yeah, I think with J.J. Abrams directing it, without think, a doubt, I think it'll make more. It better make more than freaking Phantom Menace. Oh, it has to. We have failed our children. I think we're. <laughs> I think we're not doing our job if we don't go back to the theater multiple times to just ensure to sure. personally, or just go buy a ticket and not even see the movie. I could never do that. I couldn't either. That's. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I've asked you this. Have I ever asked you this before? Have I walked out of a... No. Never, ever. No. Okay. I did one time. What was it? Zoolander. Really? It was so bad. We had really high hopes for it. Our friend sold us to go see it, and we watched it. I went with a guy, an older friend of mine, a guy, and we <laughs> went in it, and we were like, this is so dumb. So we walked out. We were just bored. Okay. Sorry, I digress. No, I've never... But then I don't, I don't think I've gone to the theater to see a movie that I didn't at least have enough knowledge about overall to mm-hmm. know what I was kind of getting myself into. Gotcha. Did you? You probably got free movies in high school and college, right? You knew a guy that worked at the theater. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that's one of the reasons I walked out of Zoom later because it, it was, was free. free. Yeah. If I had paid for it, I probably would have stayed. But okay. So one, one. I guess my last question around. Furious Seven and the fact that it's made so much movie, so much money in a short amount of time is the Paul Walker factor. Do you think that it would have made as much money as it's made if he wouldn't have passed away? No. Yeah, and that's an easy answer, right? No, and I think it made the movie better. Honestly, knowing that that had happened, 
um, when you're seeing some of the scenes, like his interaction with his wife, that phone call he made to his wife. Creepy. Uh, it was creepy. It was chilling. And it was very emotional. It was very emotional for, for me, like having seen all the movies and watch, watching these characters grow and their relationship and stuff like that. It was really emotional to think like, oh my gosh, she doesn't know that he's actually going to die. And, but, and I liked that. Are we going to, is it spoilers if we tell this about the movie? <laughs> okay. He didn't actually die in the movie. You're, you're suggesting anyone listens to this shit. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> he didn't actually die in the movie, which I was really thinking that Did he would. Did you think he would? Yes. The whole time I thought he was going to die. Mm. Like the bus scene, totally thought he was going to die. When the stupid drone thought it was going to die. I yeah. totally thought he was going to die, and I liked the fact that he didn't, and they kind of gave him this goodbye on the beach. Like, he's where he needs to be. He's gone home. He's, he just uh, he just, always, he just took an exit. He just drove off into the sunset. Yeah, just in, took an in exit. In his Skyline GTR, because that's, that's right. his car. That's right. So I thought that was really well done. It and, was. And it was. It, it was. It was emotional. It was very respectful. Which, which was surprising to me for a Fast and Furious movie that they could get that kind of emotion for me, because I felt... I mean, I felt sad. I mean, I thought it was really well done, and it was a really good tribute to Paul Walker, and I think that's one of the best things the movie had going for it. And I, do, I agree. And I agree that it nowhere near would have made that much money if it hadn't been for Paul Walker's death. It had been, it made maybe $100 million total. Yeah. So, and, and maybe, do you think it would have been the end of the franchise? No. No? No, because they've, they've even said after six... That they were going to keep going, it was going to be like James Bond, Jason Bourne movies, kind of like spy action movies, and they were just going to keep doing it. Well, you know, what they should do is it should be Furious Fate, Mm -hmm. because you could substitute 8 for the A and make it... Right, F A T E Fate. Well, or I like it. What does F eight have to? Isn't F eight something? I don't know. Who knows? Well, F nine. Yeah, we can tie it into. We could do F zero and tie it into a Super Nintendo game if we're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to. We're going to nerd it out. Might as well, right? Take it into the distant future. Yeah, I'm liking that. Okay. Call us furious uh, director producer people. James Wan. Yeah. James Wan, yeah, yeah, same guy that. Uh, well, he he uh, he did some of the Saw movies, if I'm not mistaken. I hope so. Yeah, actually, I believe uh, I don't. I don't remember which ones. Not a fan of the Saw movies. No, no. Okay. So uh, they're horror. That's right. Horrible. Horrible. No. I think you just alienated part of our audience. Well, you like it. So that's fine. That's true. And so I embrace. Well, we the- can't like all the same thing. No, what that would of- be boring. <laughs> Why would you want to be friends with someone that looks and talks and sounds just like you? I don't know. I don't know. Just get a mirror. Uh, sometimes I do. I know you do. Sometimes I sit on the chair and put the mirror and... Sometimes I look <laughs> in the mirror and sing, when I think about you, I touch myself. But I mean... What? No, not really. That's... <laughs> but that's, I'm gonna now, just to see dumb. what it's like. That is dumb. Or... Dumber. Re- or revolutionary. One of the two. I'm going to start a revolution <laughs> on your ass. <laughs> uh, Just put a mirror there first and it'll be fine. Yes. So I liked it. I liked it too. I enjoyed it. Wasn't sad. It was that mindless. I, it was. And I needed, mindless. I needed something mindless when we watched it. So it worked. Okay. What next? Hey, let's slide in a metal. 
Time for the Metal Minute. It's time for the Metal Minute. Don't ever do that again. That's my radio voice. That's, that's my shock jock. That's, your... that's my shock jock morning radio voice. <laughs> what is this, Dingo and the Baby? Yeah. That, don't ever do that Dingo again. and the Baby. I, I did that in a play one time. I was a radio announcer. Oh, did you? So I had multiple voices. I had that one and then a sports guy voice. I won't do that for you. Boom goes the dynamite. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, don't don't do that ever again. <laughs> it's gonna, every time we do a metal minute, I'm gonna. It's the metal minute. Well, we we uh, you know, until we get the pot uh, the metal podcast off the ground. If I could talk right, let's just establish that. Well, that's why we haven't started it yet. We're waiting for you to learn how to speak. I think so. I need another drink. That's the part of the problem. We have to pause this thing. Well, every other podcast just gets up and leaves. They do. <laughs> just go. We're just gonna get. You want to pause it? No. 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 I'll just talk for a minute. You go get one. And here's some ambient noise for your listening displeasure. Oh, today on the nth cast. Good times. We'll be hearing waterfalls. No, to bridge the gap until we actually fire up the metal podcast, we, you know, we listen to metal music. Often. By often, I mean all day, every day. All day, every day. People ask me, hey, have you heard that new Kesha song? I'm like, I don't even know who Kesha um, is, but we're not friends anymore. Yes. With the, yeah. no, no offense, Kesha. <laughs> None. None at all. I mean, I she sh- has sex with ghosts. I just don't like your music. <laughs> I hate it. I think it's bad. You, you know, <laughs> Kesha's music. Oh, I was like, you've had sex with a ghost and you didn't Twice. like it either? Twice. Yeah. Was well, that the same day? Yeah, they were both succubuses, so I guess that's not really Sucky a ghost. Succubi, I yeah. think, is the word you're looking for. Perhaps. <laughs> Well, well, mayhaps. Mayhaps. <laughs> I don't know if you need a plural of succubus. There is a plural, and it's succubi. I said, I, why would you need one, though? Succubi what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. Side of the road? That's right. Well, one time. Phone booth? Yeah. It was only $5, and she how said did, she was a succubus, so how, I mean. How have we made the metal minute into everything except for anything? Although, succubi is pretty metal. I know. Right? I'm sure there's a band called that. There is. Okay, that's what I said. It may, it may just be Succubus, though. Succubus, yes. That yeah. I knew. Yeah. So Succubi. It's just a total chick metal band. <sighs> there's your metal minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. So this week, I've been listening a lot to the new All That Remains album, mm-hmm. The Order the of Things. The Order of Things. And it came out. I don't know, roughly a month ago. Came out in February. February. Mm -hmm. So roughly a month. Uh, More than a month, but whatever. (laughs) Roughly. I guess you could call it roughly a month. month, month Month-ish. A month-ish. February 24th is when it came out. You're looking stuff up. I knew that off the top of my head. (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, Their last album was not... uh, I, I didn't care for it as much. It was it was a little weird, but I'm gonna say that this one, "The Order of Things," is a solid album. I don't think there's one song on here that I don't like. Um, and so, what I like about it is they feel like they've really matured. Their lyrics are are well written, mm-hmm. and the there there's some screamo, but not on every song. There's some ballads. And so there's a nice mix, and it's very melodic. That's one thing I really like about the album. I feel like they've gone, they've gotten much more mature 
melody wise yeah, and song structure wise because there's a place for that i think in music it doesn't have absolutely. to just be just screaming and thrashing and unless breakdowns I'm, every song it doesn't have to happen that way unless you're listening to slayer and well, that's their thing but that's their that thing. works but uh, and bands outside it, of slayer and they do it well right a band outside of slayer i don't think you don't need to have the same formula no, as slayer absolutely not because you can't no you're never going to be as good as slayer no ever no. They've got some new stuff coming out soon, I know. too. This year. This year? Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm going to listen to it. But if you've never listened to All That Remains before, I actually think this is a great album to start with. I would agree. Uh, and then if you decide that you do like that, then you can start working your way backwards. But I would start with that. All That Remains, The Order of Things. My favorite song is track number five. It's called For You. It is a very... It's a very well written ballad, but uh, oh, the, the whole thing is solid. Right, the and whole thing is solid. The single from this album, this probably won't end well. It's really well done as well, and they have a good video <laughs> that you can see. Is that what we're going to title this episode of the podcast? I think this that's probably what, won't end well. We should just title our podcast that. I like it. Yeah, this probably. It won't would end be well. easier for people to remember than Enthcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This probably won't end well. Yeah, well, with the die has been cast. It has. Right. Hannibal has crossed the mountains, you he might has. say. <laughs> Speaking of the elephant in the room. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. I'd, Are you talking I'd, about some of the memes that people have been sending me? Is that what you're going with? Oh. No, we're really not going to talk about that. No, we're we? not at all. Good. No. I would, uh, people think I have a weird sense of humor, which I do, but I'm not into uh, naked Memes. Is this something? No, thing? let's not let's not do that at all. Yeah. Okay, but what's the elephant in the room then? There is no elephant in the room. Oh. I was just making a reference to Hannibal. Oh, okay. Crossing the mountains. Yeah. The elephants. Were they the Caucasus? I hope so. He he crossed the Caucasus or was it the Carpathian? So one's in the north of Greece. Then that would I think, that I would know. be the Caucasus. Yeah, mountain, the Caucasus. Right? I no. think so. I'm not up on my geography currently. My, so we're not geography nerds, so don't send and, us hate mail. And neither one of us do that in our All we know free time. is that some fucker named Hannibal with some elephants and crossed some mountains. Right. All right. And lost. It, it poor, well. Yeah. How does the ass handed to him? Yeah. But you had a, how are you gonna lose riding elephants? Get out what whatever. If they were those badass element uh, elements, God. elephants. You talking oh. about the ones in Lord of the Rings? Of course. Yeah. If they were those badass elephants, well, maybe then the Romans had Legolas because that motherfucker. <laughs> just, he's like that still counts as one. I don't think that counts as one, bitch. I don't think that counts as one. That should count as one hundred. Speaking of not tossing dwarves, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just speaking of. <laughs> Speaking of terrible segues. <laughs> that was an awful segue. Yeah, well, at least you tried. Well, and I think that's the feedback we're going to get on the Metal Minute. Well, at least you tried. No, I think we did a good job <laughs> of talking about the album. We should have maybe not talked about Succubi, but... Well, you did that. You, you were talking about having sex with ghosts, and that's your fault. But I'm not the one that had sex with ghosts. I that's didn't what either. You did. It was a succubus. You said... Succubus. Oh. Is that a ghost? No, it's not. It's more of a Are we going to get technical... Thing. I mean, Knights of Bad Assum, that was the succubus. And why, why are we bringing that shit up again? Because they should go back and listen to that episode. No, they don't have to. We can save them the time. Don't go back. And, yes, go back and listen to that Just episode. don't watch Knights of Bad Assum. Yes, exactly. We go into much greater detail in that other episode. Uh, 
I had some guy tell me, he said, I wish I would have listened to your podcast episode on Knights of That Aston two weeks ago to save me an hour and a half. Yeah. Hey, we're doing our part. I wish I would have listened to it. (laughs) Before I watched it. But this is a life lesson for all of you people out there. Listen to our podcast before you do anything. And we love all you people out there. Very much so. And we apparently people are really starting to love us. It's because we're cute and cuddly. We are cute and cuddly. You read that, didn't you? I did. That was was that not fantastic? It made me a little uncomfortable, but that's okay. (laughs) Because I know who typed that review. <laughs> I sometimes, but I'm, that's not posted. I was just writing an example. No, I get that, but to think that you sometimes picture my honeyed tones caressing your weight. What? No, you. But you read the review incorrectly. Then what? I wasn't writing as though I was writing. I was writing as though it was a listener listening. Okay. Well, I was talking about myself in the third person. Well, if this listener really feels that way, they should DM me on Twitter. I'm just kidding. That stands. That stands for direct message. Direct right? message me. Yes. Okay. What did you think DM mean? Uh, well, <laughs> downtown Molly Brown or something. What are we? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> downtown Molly. What is wrong with me? I don't know. Jesus. I, you know what? I I'm gonna wait on that other thing right now because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do this back to back. Can anybody get the wrong idea <laughs> about what? Mouth. We're not doing that ass to mouth. Oh, here. God. <laughs> Am I going to? I'm just kidding. Sorry. I ran out of beer. So. Do we do we need to go get something to drink? No, no, no. We're good. Let's keep Are going. Are you sure? I have recovered. It's out of my system. I, we may never recover. <laughs> we'll be fine. Is that what you said after the two sucky bye? Yeah, yeah. I guess it would just be sucky bye, not two sucky bye. Yeah. Well, I didn't have both at the same time, so. Well, that would be the name of the next. If we ever had a uh, metal band, mm-hmm. um, Twin Succubi. No, that would be the name of uh, whatever the band name would be. The name of the album would be To Succubi. There you go. And it would be mu- like it. music to Succubi. Music to Succubi. <sighs> what are we doing? Yes, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said ass to mouth. You went there. Don't. Mm. I hope they put the kids to bed. I hope so too. Before they fired this up. Yeah. Well, you can edit it. I'm not going to. Yeah. Don't ever. Good. It's too much work. (laughs) Okay. What did you think about Daredevil the first episode? I loved it. I did too. I loved it. I think it was the casting was stellar. I don't use that word. Maybe I use that word too much. But I thought what the casting was stellar, and I thought. The introduction of the story was good, and the background of how Daredevil got his injuries was well done. Mm-hmm. I just like the whole way it was shot. And that one 53-minute episode was way better than that hot garbage movie <laughs> that they made. That, that wasn't a And movie. I don't understand. It, uh, I felt like just that 53 minutes made me forget all about it. Like, uh, that, you can't even call that. That's just gone forever. You know, I saw that in a the theater, and I didn't walk out on that. I saw that in theater too, and I was just like, "What?" It, it was hot garbage. Did you feel that way immediately, or after I, you processed? So within the first five minutes, and Matt is in the confessional booth. Oh, so good! And he's telling the story about you know he's he's doing the he's confessing to the priest, and he's talking about his dad. There was more emotion in that monologue than ten Ben Affleck movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
not that I dislike Ben Affleck necessarily, but just that's not his wheelhouse. It, it's not, and that that alone made me a fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it feels very real to me. It's grounded in something very real. Um, and it, and I think they've captured the essence of the Daredevil character. I think we talked about the fact that he doesn't seem as superhuman as he, he would be in uh, in the in the actual comics. And well, he didn't start off that way in the comics. That's true. More when Frank so, Miller started writing him is when he started his powers really enhanced. And, and we we've only watched the first episode, so right. so I'm sure people listening have watched them all. Well, I know for a fact that uh, uh, the dude from Adrian Has Issues has watched them all. He already. has watched them and, all, yeah. uh, that That is impressive. Impressive. Yeah, good for you. Kudos. Absolutely. Kudos I wish you. I would have. Mm, kind of. I, you know, I don't know. I'll probably watch one I don't know, this. because I, yeah, one. Yeah, one. One, because I'm too old to stay up all night. I, I, I tried. I feel old. I fall asleep. So that was the thing. I fell asleep last night, and I wake up at the same time, mainly because the children wake up at the same time. It's like, your body doesn't know that it's the weekend. It doesn't know that it's supposed to sleep in. Mine does. Mine doesn't. Really? So I could go to bed. I could go to bed at 5 a.m., and I'm going to wake up at 7. Morning, Dad. Yeah. Time for some cereal. <laughs> you, know where the, you know where the cereal is. You know where the milk is. Get it yourself. Like, I will, I slept in today, and I woke up at 8.15, and it was glorious, which okay. makes me feel so old that sleeping in until 8.15 is like my sleeping in. But no, Daredevil, I really enjoyed it. I think he did a good job of playing a blind character because his eyes, he, he, it looked like he had that I can't see look all the time. And Which is hard to pull off. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the scenes he had on sunglasses, but when he took the glasses off, it, it didn't, it wasn't distracting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've tried it. I can't do it. Now I've got the, I'm not listening to you look oh, yeah. down I perfectly. I'm aware. I can't hear you for shit. Right. What? Exactly. Oh, I've got that down. I, I think it's just particular people. Well, no, it's everybody. I, I don't. I, I don't listen to anyone. We know <laughs> what exactly. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm I am really looking forward to more Daredevil. Yeah. I think that uh, this right. is a good template that they have, and I'm anxious to see what uh, they do with Iron Fist. Right. Not real sure what they're going to do with Jessica Jones, but uh, I'm going to give it a look. But I'm going to say it again right here, right now. Why in the hell is Moon Knight not on the list of characters to bring to a Netflix series? Because if they can... If, if, if they, they can do Iron Fist, yeah, there is no reason they can't do Moon Knight. I agree with you strongly. And I think Netflix would be the platform to do it. I think so too. Netflix or HBO, something like that. You, I wouldn't want to do that on network television. Oh no! But a Netflix, HBO, even Amazon could do it, and I think you, Amazon should do it. They don't have any superhero shows. I think that would uh, be one. For they them. don't. But we, um, you know, they had that whole round of shows, and I, I tried to watch some of them. And really, uh-huh. the only one that we liked was Man in the High Castle. I know we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. They did pick it up for a full season. I don't know when they're going to actually start making the additional right. episodes, but I really am looking forward to watching more of that, because that there's nothing else like that on no. small screen. I don't even know if we could say TV anymore. Whatever, because you can watch it on a giant right. screen. 
there's nothing else out there no. like that. Alternate, and I want to alternate see alternate timelines, alternate futures, <laughs> I think are great. Yes. Just a it's a great way you've got some built in history, but then you can change the future, which I love to I like a lot. Amazon Prime. Yes. Has the next movie that That's how I watched, watched. it. Well that because it's included and it's free. And we like free. Well, it's we, not really free. Well, you do pay for Amazon Prime. We do. I mean, it's, it's just a yearly free. The Zero Theorem. Yes. You know, I didn't realize it was a Terry Gilliam movie. Really? No. I, I mean, I did. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I didn't realize that Terry Gilliam had another movie out after uh, Dr. Parnassus. Oh, okay. And which I enjoyed that. I enjoy, I think, all. You think that would have made him much money if not for Heath Ledger? I mean, it still didn't make any money. I know. So, but your your much your argument is invalid. The dichotomy <laughs> of your argument is invalid. Um. So no, I didn't. I didn't realize that. But it, once I knew that it was, that's what made me want to put on the list. Is I sure? Like, oh, well, it's Terry Gilliam, and so I Can't like Terry wrong. Gilliam movies, yeah. and you know, Twelve Monkeys is. I think one of my favorite Terry Gilliam movies, uh, you know, Fisher King was all right. Uh, Brazil was good. Um, I think 12 Monkeys is his most commercial. Uh, I like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is excellent as well. Yeah, that's probably my favorite by him. Okay, fair. Um, so we got Christopher Waltz, David Thewlis, Tilda Swinton's role was small, but she's in it. I don't know what she's doing with her life, but go ahead. Yeah, she. Why is she getting off? It's, it's, why is she frumping herself up? I, I don't, don't know. know. Snowpiercer, and then this. But, the, Maybe, but was she, were they filmed? I don't know. Simultaneously, Maybe she just walked from one set to the other. Because she looks left, exactly the same. Left the buck teeth in and everything, and just. I mean, she raps in this movie, and she was bald. That just, well, at one point, yeah, ruined Tilda Swinton for me. Well, what ruined Tilda Swinton for me is we need to talk about Kevin, but we're not going to talk about that at we're all. We're not ever. No. Um. Hey, so our favorite actor of all time is in it as well. He did. He made a great cameo. Motherfucking Matt Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. And another cameo. I didn't realize he was going to be in this, and he was management in this movie. And he looked ridiculous. And he was. He was a oh. Quite the tool bag. I wonder if he is a tool bag in real life. He doesn't seem like it. No, so I, I don't, don't understand think... why he's playing tool bags I, I think, in all these movies. I don't know. Maybe it's just cathartic I love him. for him. I love him in the Bourne movies, and I oh, think that's the reason that he made he made the Bourne movies. I did not like the one with Jeremy Renner as much. No, no. Matt Damon is because one of the more. things you like about Matt Damon is is he's not he's got. Floss. Jeremy Renner was like the perfect upgrade of Matt True. Damon, which is why I like the Matt Damon character better. But whatever. Okay, so the Zero Theorem. Uh, some people say it's the third in the dystopian trilogy, trilogy. Yeah. that Gilliam started with uh, Brazil. Mm -hmm. The second piece would have been 12 Monkeys. This would have been a third, third piece. Now, he doesn't acknowledge that, so if he doesn't acknowledge it, I'm not going to acknowledge right. it. You people are stupid. Yeah. very. All three of these movies are clearly dystopian future. Oh, cool. Yes. Okay. Clearly. Uh, clearly. Clearly. Uh, 
I would say that if I had to pick of the of the three, I would do Twelve Monkeys, Brazil, yeah. and, this and then, then this. I one. would agree. I would go in that order. Um, some might say Brazil. I don't know. Ah, that was a little overlong. Yeah, Twelve Monkeys is uh, I'm partial to Twelve Monkeys. Man, Brad Pitt's performance mm-hmm. is just enough alone. That's one thing Terry Gilliam has going for him is he gets great performances out of his people. He does. And visually stunning. Visually stunning. Every it, it, it's almost like and you know this is this is uh you know this this is a mark of a good filmmaker, a good storyteller is that it's not unlike a musician, a composer that has some trademark sounds that mm-hmm. when you listen to a piece of music that they've written, you can tell, even if you didn't know it before. Right. Um, or knew the name or somebody didn't tell you that's what they're gonna play. Uh and I give you an example handle. Sure. Uh you I always know a piece of mu- music by handle because there's certain certain uh, uh pieces within that that are his signature um well like and, Chopin. And, Chopin you as well. You always know if it was written by him. Here's a great example: uh, a guitarist. Now, this is you know he's he's modern and he's today, uh, but it was the first one that jumped to my mind. Zach Wild. Mm-hmm. You always can tell uh, when Zach Wild is playing the guitar in a in a in a song, right? Or Stevie Ray. You, Stevie Ray, for yeah, sure. absolutely, because he's um, they've, they've all got a distinct sound, which I like about guitar sound. Eddie Van Halen has mm-hmm. a unique sound as John well. John Mayer, you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll say all that to say that when you sit down and watch a Terry Gilliam you know. film, you you know you're going to get something that's visually stunning. You know that you're going to get some some fairly decent acting mm-hmm. for sure. Now the story may be a little wonky. Uh, at times, uh, sometimes a little uneven, um, very out there, abstract, esoteric, um, uh, meta. <laughs> sometimes, Some, sometimes they feel like it's a short story that he's trying to make too stretch long. a little too long, and maybe <clears throat> that's kind of what we have going on here with the zero theorem. Now, the idea behind the zero theorem is that there is a individual, uh, and, and you know, you assume it's the future because te- there's a lot of technology. Yeah, but he is. Uh, what would you say? He's not necessarily a developer. He's more programmer. Of a programmer. Yeah. Uh, but he's processing a lot of data, crunching a lot of data, right? Yeah, it feels like he's trying to put the data into a program. Yeah, like because he was trying to, well, he was trying to solve a problem, but I think he was trying to do it through a program. I don't know, programmers so, what they called him in the movie, right? And his name is uh, uh, Cohen, Cohen with a Q, Q O Q O, no, no U, no U. <laughs> which is which is un- interesting. I think that there the, that was on purpose, the, the, uh, stating that there was no U. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is uh, this is the main character Cohen, played by Christopher Waltz, which I think he d- gave us a great performance in this movie. Very, um, de- very deliberately uh, uh, bland. Uh, I think we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. Christopher Waltz is not one to hide in the shadows and be unnoticeable. He, he couldn't com- even if he wanted to. No, he commands attention every time he's on the screen. Great example of that. Inglorious Bastards. Absolutely. I mean, 
just from the first scene of that movie, he grabs your attention. And I think that's part of the reason the movie is so successful is because his character just grabs your attention. And even through the dialogue and the performances, he is just... And his character in Django. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it was uh, stellar. In fact, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, uh, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Inglorious Masters as he well. Was. He won for that. He did. He? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it, it was interesting to see that I'm sitting here and I'm watching him, and it's like he's. It was almost he was almost borderline annoying. Yeah. Because he referred to himself in the plural. And so he's he instead of saying me, he said we, right? Right. And so that was interesting little quirk. Uh, so basically, he's crunching this data for Mancom, which is the name of this corporation, on behalf of management. Which it it it, it was clear to me. I don't know if it was clear to you, but management was Matt Damon. It wasn't yes. a collective. No, it the, was one guy. That was the name he went by. Was he Matt was Damon. management? Right. Yeah. And so he's crunching the data, and but but his sole, really his sole purpose in life is he's waiting for a phone call to explain to him or give him the uh, meaning of meaning his, of life, meaning of life, the meaning of his existence specifically. I and, think not just the meaning of life in general, for him. but the the purpose of his existence. Yes, yeah. and that's what he's been searching for the whole movie. He's like. And we all have those questions. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I doing? And he said when he got the first phone call, he could tell immediately just from the tone of voice from this person that he was going to give him the answer. Mm. And because he's clumsy, he dropped the phone or something like that. Got disconnected. And he's been waiting ever since. Like, ah, I was about to know what my life was for and why I'm here, and I missed it. So now I live to find out what that purpose is. It's kind of what I got. Yep. And he's almost like a, a hermit, uh, does go out into to work. to work, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, lives a secluded life in an old church. Uh, Which, that was my favorite. Yeah, it was, that was that was fantastic uh, set design. Yeah, he had his bed was in the pipes of the organ. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. Yeah. What a great idea. And I don't even know how that would work, but I loved it. And then the pews and the fact that it was an old church with stained glass. It was a very fitting setting for him and for where he lived and kind of a commentary on his life that he's searching for something. So maybe he bought this holy place where people used to go to find themselves. And that's where he lives. He lives in this place where people went to find themselves. And so he wanted to petition management to try to work from home. Mm -hmm. And I think primarily because he didn't want to miss this phone call was one of it. And two, he didn't really like being out in public. He didn't want to see other people. Uh, And so they're like, no, no dice. Until management decides, well, no, I think I have a job for you. And I think you, you, because he's highly intelligent, probably the best person they have. Yeah, he's most productive by far. Right. Super intelligent. And they think that he may be the only one that can figure out this uncrackable zero code, theorem. the zero theorem. Mm-hmm. And so they say, yeah, we're going to allow you to work from home. We're going to set you up with everything. And then, oh, by the way, they got cameras everywhere, everywhere. watching every move. And, and he, he doesn't seem to care. Uh, he has nothing to hide. Uh, and I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to give away too much of the no, plot. Because people anything. may want to see it. But I think I think we've given enough flavor around. Is, it, is it worth seeing? Yes, uh, I, I I liked it because it was different, and 
you need that. You need to cleanse the palate at times. Um, Which is why we watch Furious 7. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You, you need to, to get, have that sorbet to, yeah. to kind of cleanse. Why, why be niche? Why watch the same thing over no, and over? No. There's so much out there. And so it was very thought-provoking, because, but I think the execution could have been a little bit better. Sure. I do feel, like you said earlier, that there was maybe a shorter story that they tried to stretch out. Right. This is one of the few times that Terry Gilliam directed a movie that he didn't also write. So someone else wrote the script that may be part of it. And I think that's a struggle for people who usually direct what they write. Yeah. Like if you're trying to direct someone else's vision, if you're not straight up a director, but more of a visionary and that goes through the whole process and you don't want someone else to ruin your vision, I think that's hard for you. And I think that may have been a struggle with this movie. I agree yeah. with you. But I like the overall theme of the movie and the conclusion that it came to. Mm-hmm. I think it was a satisfying conclusion. So, is it worth a look? Absolutely. Yeah, if we for, were to, if we were to do, are we going to do like a number system? I think we've done that before. We can. I mean, I, I don't. I would give it probably eight and a half. Okay. Not quite an A. Not quite a. I'd say seven. Yeah. But I, definitely I, worth a look. Just for the visuals. Out of ten is that what? Yes, we're doing? out of ten. <laughs> no, out of twelve. <laughs> just for the visuals. How many succubies would you give me? Only two. That's all I've ever had. <laughs> just out of uh, the visuals and the acting performances for Christoph Waltz and David Thewlis and the kid, I don't know his name. I don't know if I've ever seen uh, him. Yeah, I'm not, I don't remember. Just the acting performances itself make it worth seeing for sure. And it's a good story, like you said, and the visuals, everything together, I think it works well and it's worth seeing. I, I'd watch it again, like if it came on HBO or something, and I'm watching it. I would watch it, okay. But I wouldn't go out of my way on Amazon Prime to watch it again or anything. Sure, but you know, to to think of the only American in the Monty Python troupe, right? I mean, he's really done well for himself. He's come a long from, way from. Well, he was the he did all the art direction, all the cartoonists, right. all the little vignettes, cartoon vignettes, and things like that. Um, but he's had quite the quite the career yes oh and a side note christoph waltz did win for inglorious bastards and for django how did i forget that i don't know so he's got two academy awards good for him and he looks like he's going to be the lead villain in the upcoming james bond yeah specter which we saw the preview to last night what did you think about the preview to specter i thought it was good i i'm a james bond fan and i get that but it feels different. Like it feels like this is going to be different than any other James Bond movie. And it I'll explain does. why if you don't it do, smell what I'm cooking here. I smell what you're cooking. I think it's it's you normally don't hear crap about James Bond's past. And you That's go to, right. you get a little taste of it in Skyfall because you go back to his childhood home and stuff like that. But this one, it really feels like they're delving into his past and he's got something that he's trying to hide from MI6. What were you going to say? No, I think you you hit it, mm-hmm. which it, it's a continuation of Skyfall mm-hmm. or or linked back to Skyfall, which they've never they've never done. They've anything. done really good with Daniel Craig. All of his have been kind of linked. Okay, I mean, there's a recurring theme, and it's like they've happened almost simultaneously. So I like that. Well, I hope they keep it around for a little bit longer. I um, I think Daniel Craig and whatever hate me but i think he's probably the second best james bond so who's the first sean connery of course yeah but so, and then i would put him 
Roger. Mm. Really? Maybe. So, so Connery, Daniel Craig, Craig. Yeah. Moore. Yeah. Probably head of Pierce Brosnan for really? sure. Yeah. And Timothy Dalton would be last. I don't like him at well, all. Timothy Dalton and yeah. Lazenby. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Would you put Pierce, uh, Pierce ahead of Roger? I don't know. I'd have to think about that more. I just felt like when Pierce did it, they were okay at first, but then they just got way too far fetched. Like the last couple that he did, I did not like at all, and I felt like it ruined James. Didn't feel Bond. like a didn't feel like a James Bond film. Felt like a Fast and Furious film. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did. And so, but I think Triple X. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Tri- the one with Ice Cube. Oh, not the one with <laughs> State of the Union. Yeah. yeah, that's what it felt like. Oh, you even remember the subtitle? <laughs> Oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm just a fan. Speaking of previews, the Straight Outta Compton preview. Oh, I've got to see that. Oh, my gosh. I've got to see that. Dre, that, I got something to say. I was like, oh, oh, here we go. I'll see that. That I'll see at midnight. I mean, we may be in the minority in the I crowd, mean, but <laughs> that movie- It doesn't looked, matter. It good is good. Ridiculous. That looks great. And it's about music that was great. Because it's about guys that had something to say based on the life they were living, right. not these posers that we have today right. singing about crap they have no idea. They've not lived it. Right. They're not hard. When you see, you don't know what. When the, you see rappers' kids rapping, no, shut it. No, shut it. Don't no. talk about that kind of stuff. I, I agree, and so oh gosh, if we we got to stop there, I'm gonna go off on right. a tangent. But it looked it looked <laughs> so good. Like that was probably they showed Ultron, but of all the previews, that was probably the one I was like, "Yes, yes, that is a stellar preview." Cool. All right. Well, you're welcome for that supersized episode. Is it supersized? Yeah, uh, it's just a little longer. Every inch counts. <laughs> to go back to what we started with, <laughs> I wanted to tie it all together. I've been waiting oh, to use that the whole man. time. <laughs> and that, that one, is crazy. I had that one loaded. All right. Well, I had you had you didn't read anything this week, did you? All I read it's tax season, so Ooh. I'm a little busy. I gotta finish mine. You haven't done that yet. Well, I've started. You know what you can do? You can file an extension. So, how about I just get it done? No, 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 no. That would take longer than filing an extension. So you file an extension so that you just delay the work. Yeah. When you have enough time to get it done, well, I mean, what you, four days? Yeah, are yeah. you gonna are you gonna get it done? Yeah, it's all on. It's just all on. You just upload them, get okay. a refund. It's not like well, you're everybody I know just decides to bring it now for other people to do. So I do my own. I appreciate that because I don't, all I don't you people trust anybody else. No, well, we'd probably do it better because we are professionals. But <laughs> you're talking about taxes and not podcasting, right? We're professionals at that too. Are we? Yeah, aren't we? Can you get certified in that? I, We're certifiable. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm card-carrying podcaster. You are. I think we're about to get our G card pulled. <laughs> I'm OG. We're gonna, I'm OG. I don't know what you're gonna, talking about. We're going we're, we're, to... I don't even know anymore. Good. You know, we're just going to end it. Okay. We're just going to end this here. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. We do appreciate it. Oh, but we do have a special treat. Do we? We do. We have an additional episode this week. Oh, that's right. We do. We talked to one of the guys from Wasted. Wasted. 
Steve. Yes, Steve from Wasted. And that is a uh, short film that is in a contest. The Wolf Cop contest. Yeah, it's the same uh, people that put on Sinaku put on mm. the contest that Wolf Cop uh, won. Right. Uh, Best Canadian film of 2014, right? Didn't Wolf Cop win that? I, yeah, I don't know how you quantify that. I'm sure Canada quantified it. I mean, what I would assume. It, well, they have the metric system, right? They do. Of course, everybody except for America has well, the metric system. That's because we're American. That's, that's, right. that's right. Damn it. Damn it. We do what we want. We don't. Uh, again, not giving up on things. Right. <laughs> the rest of the world needs to conform to us. Excuse us. We are the light of the West. That's right. So we're thinking Thursday that interview will be ready. Hopefully. I should have it done by then and uh, edited. Not, not 30 Let lashes. 30 lashes. Yeah. Is that what the succubi taught you? Yes. La, la. I mean, it could have been a weird cosplay. Or were you lashed it to could, something? I mean, maybe it was a weird cosplay that I just don't remember. I don't I don't know. What are we going to cosplay as for uh, Comic Palooza this well, year? Because that's coming up quick. We should go as the dudes from Vikings. We could totally do that. I'll be Ragnar, and you can be the brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, the brother has the bigger beard. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying that. It doesn't sound like he's cooler, though. The way that you looked at me when you said that. I just don't remember his name. Ragnar's Which means a, he's not a major no, character. he is yet. a major character. Ragnar's just the chief. No, but Ragnar, well, Ragnar's a pretty common Viking name, though. Ragnar Lothbrok. Because Ragnar's the name of the Viking this is the mascot. Viking. Yeah, this is the Viking that invaded. The guy that rides around the motorcycle in the football stadium. Okay, I'm not talking about that Viking. blows a really big horn. Yeah, well. Ragnar probably has a big horn. I mean, I don't know. What and you he want probably to say. gets it blown often. Yeah, well, by his wife. <laughs> grief. I, I've yet to watch the show. Oh man, I apparently should have taken care of some things before the show. Next time, remind me to do that. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Why? <laughs> why is that my job? <laughs> Just kidding. I die. I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. Did it work? No. Good. I'll keep trying. No, I think that'd be a good cosplay. Who are some bearded people that we could go as? Because I'm not shaving. Well, there's going to be probably we should go Drogos as, everywhere. We should go as dwarfs from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, there you go. Or I, well, I I'll mean, be Thorin. We, I'll be Thorin. Okay. Yeah. You, <laughs> why is you get? Why do you continuously get the bad at? Well, oh, so you're well, you are moody. Yeah, you could be Gimli and whiny. Yeah, I'm and not, not that, happy. With I'm not your that life. whiny. Oh, my whiny! <laughs> I love my life. I just, I don't know. You could be Gimli. Son of Gloin. Well, he wasn't even in the Hobbit movies. You don't have to he be. He was in Lord of the Rings. He was. Well, because you're getting them mixed up. You're talking about I'm aware. dwarves from the Hobbit trilogy, which shouldn't have been a trilogy. No, it should have. It's four. And it wasn't. It? Oh, no, it was a trilogy. You're right. You're right. You're right. Where the hell do you get. I keep thinking because they've turned all these trilogies into four movies. Like they're even doing that with the Avengers. How many Avengers? wheels does a tricycle have? Three. But like the Avengers is a trilogy, but it has four films. <laughs> Same with the Hunger Games trilogy, four films. Well, well, that's true. Part right. one and part two. I know. That's cheating, though. It's just a money grab. Cat cash grab. We'll get figure it hand, out. Get your hand out of my pocket. Exactly. If y'all have any ideas of what we should go as, please let us know. Yeah. I do wish we'd have gone as Goldust and Stardust last year. I think that would have been fantastic. <sighs> Nobody knows who they are. I bet a lot of people know who that is. 
We should just end this. Okay. All right. So look at us on uh, Twitter. Look at us on Twitter. Yeah. Well, you are you going to post more pictures? No, I just there's the one picture is all they need. You could still see us. I think we need to post a beard pic every day. Every day. How about every week? Every day. You can. I don't take selfies. Well, what is your profile picture now? Someone else took that selfie. And it can't be a selfie, dumbass. Well, someone else took that picture. I'm not a fan of selfies. I don't know. I just it feels. How did they take? I feel self. It looks like it's in the car. How it is they, in the car. Were they were they up in the dashboard? Yes. No, they were just holding it like this. Like they took one of themselves and then one of me. This is another one of these work rendezvous, yeah, wasn't right. it? It was. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for before picture. But our Twitter. What is your Twitter? <laughs> Nthcast minus Nthcast metal. And we want to hear from you. <laughs> Maybe not. No, we do. <laughs> After we this. do. <laughs> And we have been hearing from people, and we appreciate it. We do appreciate it. We thank each and every one of you. Uh, We appreciate the time that you take out of your busy schedule, not just to listen to us, but then to provide feedback and to uh, have conversations with us on Twitter. And uh, we like that. We need need more of that. It's meaningful, for sure. So if you message uh, message us on Twitter, we will we will always respond to you. Yeah. Unless we're busy. Then we'll get With to you a succubus. Yeah. Well, Unless you are a succubus. Then you would understand, right? Like, if we're busy with that. I will drop everything I'm doing. <laughs> and buy, buy a plane ticket. Yeah. To what, yeah, for real. Wherever you are. Wherever. That's right. We've gone on long enough. Thanks for go. listening, guys. We will talk to you again. Have a great week. 